0: So, anyway, guys, I am, I am again, so honored to be here. And, again, I, I have so many things I want to say to this church. Um, just, you know, your heart for food outreach. Leanna and I started a food outreach 32 years ago. Um, we're still doing a um, a homeless outreach in the same exact parking lot where we started in 1986. Yeah. I was four. I was four years old <laughs> the year that we started that. I was so little. I... And uh, Leanna and I were teenagers, and we were madly in love with each other. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to take her to this food outreach, and I'm going to sit in the back of my pickup truck and play guitar, and she's going to feed people, and we'll see how this goes. And I just went, that's it. We're we're getting married. I already knew we were getting married before all that, but I was like, no, no, we need to get married, like, right now. Like, right this second, we need to go get hitched. I was fired up. (laughs) I'm telling you. It's like, my... God, this beautiful woman loves people, and how she loves Jesus absolutely blows my mind. I see a lot of that here. You know, I was telling, I was telling uh, somebody, I was telling Rose, and I was telling some other people last night at the, at the uh, food bank. You know, we we also have uh, the Open Door Food Bank. We just changed the name of the Open Door Food Bank to the Johnson County Food Bank. I just actually just changed the name on that because we think the the we've act. It's been our purpose for the past thirty years. To, to make this a regional transformation. And we feel, like, we feel like that that's happened. And we're actually turning it over to the name of our county, which, because we want it to be regionally transformational. And um, uh, I, I tell you that to tell you that, you know, you guys are feeding people and you're loving people that nobody else in the world loves. And you're not doing that to get people to come to church. You're doing that because you are the church. That's why you're doing that. And I love that. I love how y'all do it without any strings attached whatsoever. Most people, it's like because they have so many committees in their churches and they're all deacon-possessed that they... (laughs) Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Well, we need to make sure that they're looking for a job and that they got up and brushed their teeth this morning and have they, are they coming to church and we're going to give them one little sack of food. And if they come to, if they come to our 101, 201, 301, 401, 501, 601, 701 class, we'll give them two bags of food, but no more than two bags of food a month because, you know, we have to be responsible. Well, that's not being responsible. That's being satanic is what that is. It's demonic. And uh, the fact that you guys get out there and love people and help people and bless people and that you're here to demonstrate the heart of the Father, it makes you a candidate for a great move of God in this place. And uh, I'm expecting great things. I'm excited about your third service. I do not envy you. (laughs) We did a Saturday night and three Sunday morning services for a long, long time. And I'm old and everything hurts now. And I'm not really interested in doing that anymore. There was a time that uh, my buddy Les, who is here, um uh, by the way, Les and Lisa Oates are here, and they're our friends, and he's our main elder, and they traveled the world with us. They were just in Belize last week and uh, visiting our pregnancy centers in Belize, and uh, they're here. Les, would you just wave at everybody and say hello to everybody? That's Les. Yep.
1: <laughs> love
0: Les. He knows what I'm about to say. He just got out of prison. Doesn't he look good? Doesn't he? We love him, and we're so proud of him. We've been praying for that for a long time. He's... He's finally out, and we're all in a time of celebration right now. Don't mind his ankle monitor. Don't pay any attention to that. <laughs> you know, really, that's actually a thing in Open Door Church. I mean, that is like a, a real thing. And, uh, you know, like you can look around the congregation and go, man, there's a lot of ankle jewelry around this place. <laughs> um, But uh, he actually ran our food bank for a long, long time. And uh, Les and Lisa, again, man, they they travel the world with us and they're here. And I was telling them and telling my bride uh, last night, just go, baby, you're just going to love this church. We totally understand this church. But there was a time that we were doing three Sunday morning services in Burleson, Texas, and then I was preaching at another campus 10 miles away. And while while, while the parking lot was clearing out and while praise and worship was going on, uh, I would run over there right as they were finishing up praise and worship. Les would drive me over there, and we'd drive over there like an angel out of heaven, you know, just kind of like y'all drive around here. And I want to tell you, I like that. I would move here just to drive here. I, I am not making this up. This, this morning, I told Leanna, I was like, oh my God, it's like I'm in heaven. We were, we were in wall to wall traffic, and I was doing 92 miles an hour. That's a true. Leanna, am I making that up? I said, like, God, I love this place. Honestly, it's, it's beautiful. It is truly beautiful. I cannot imagine how y'all deal with all these northerners come out here in the wintertime. I guarantee you, I know what they do. They drive slow in the left-hand lane, which is the devil. It is, it is one of the most disturbing things anybody in the world can do to me, man. And I had to deal with the spirit of I had to deal with a great spirit of offense when people do that. And... Uh, Anyway, I, uh, you guys are about to start your third service because you guys are life and life-giving. Vita Church is a prophetic name. I love that name. Uh, I know what, I know a little bit of Spanish, and Vita, and Vita means the goats are loose in the kitchen. That's not true. <laughs> it means life. I know what it means and uh just man we celebrate you guys and we love y'all and uh we're super we're super dope proud of y'all and uh looking forward to doing life with y'all the lord gave me a prophetic word this morning i was just standing there minding my own business and uh i have add really 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 bad like i'm wanting to make fun of several people in here right now but i'm not going to point you out (laughs) 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 and if we were an open door i would the whole church makes fun of me. That's all we do is make fun of each other. We have a spirit of joy in life. We don't take ourselves very seriously. We're very offensive to religious people, and we also like that. We do that on purpose. And uh, But anyway, man, we, this morning I was standing out there minding my own business, and I was talking to Miss Connie, and we were at the book table, and all of a sudden I saw your pastor in a motorcycle wreck. And I thought, I wonder if he's been in a motorcycle wreck. And I was just sitting there, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And the Lord told me, I want you to pray for him. I want you to pray for his healing. I want you to believe God for his total healing. And I asked uh, Nick Leone, who Nick and Leone have taken such good care of us this week, uh, such wonderful people, I asked him, man, has he been in a motorcycle wreck? He said, Yeah. And I was like, wow, man, God just told me that. And, man, we need to pray for him. Guys, I want everybody to stretch your hands towards your pastor, if you would, please. Father God, I thank you, God, for this accelerated time frame of healing, Lord God. Complete, total healing. Whatever has come against his life to demoralize him and tell him his life is never going to be the same as a liar. And I rebuke the hopelessness that came with this thing that tried to kill you, that tried to destroy your life, that tried to tell you that things will never, ever, ever be the same again. The word in Isaiah, that you shall uh, run on the wall, that you'll jump over things, all those kinds of things, that that word belongs to you in the name of King Jesus. And now is your time of complete healing. And I want to just tell you, you were not stupid for riding that bike. You were not stupid for jumping off cliffs. You were not stupid. That's how God made you. Uh, that ain't going to stop, although your wife hopes it will. I just declare... I just declare brave and fun and incredible things over your life in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. Also, just have a few minutes left, but but uh, and I know what it's like to do multiple services, and I, I can see my clock, and I'm am a time guy, and uh, I would. But I'd also like to invite my bride up here, Leanna. Come up here and say hi to everybody. Did you come say hi? Yep. Guys, this is my bride, Leanna. Ain't she pretty?
1: Good morning. Thank you guys for having us. Troy was telling me yesterday how much he loved being here and how um, this is so much like our church. And it is. And we're so grateful. We do get to go all around the world and, and do, we get to do life with all of our it's, friends. It's
0: 1010. John 1010 belongs to you right now. 1010, Jesus.
1: Amen. And so I just want to say thank you for welcoming us. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for doing what you do. And I just want to encourage you in all the work that you do. I got to spend just a couple minutes talking to the pastors this morning. And your heart for here is so amazing, but it's the nation's too, because we're all one body. And I love that you're able to see past these four walls because that's the heart God has given us. And so I just want to encourage you in all that you do here and all that you do around the world, it's all kingdom. It's all kingdom. So thank you for doing that. We bless you and thank you for having us. Amen.
0: Thank you, sweetie. Guys, I wanna, I'm just going to jump off into this. I have so many more things I want to tell you. But again, just because, man, we have to do things in order, I want to just jump right off and uh, do this thing. Now it's 10:11. It's a 1-1-1 one, one, one time right now. Right on. If you guys like, what, what are you doing? Oh, those are prophetic markers is what those things are. And if you have an eye to see and an ear to hear, the spirit of the Lord is speaking through these kinds of things. There's no power in numbers whatsoever, but there is power in the word of God and everything in heaven is measured. Everything is weighed. Everything is numbered. And the upgrade of being numbered is being named. Amen. And, um, if you, um, if you're in, if you're, if you guys uh, track with our ministry and I, I have a bunch of resources, I'm, I'm just going to skip all this and just, just tell you that uh, you, you're, if you're like, well, I kind of feel like I'm a little bit crazy when I see that, can I tell you, you're not crazy enough. I want to encourage you, turn up your crazy in Jesus' name. You live in a very extreme day today where God Almighty is speaking through signs and through miracles and through wonders. the Word of God says that there will be signs in the sun and in the moon and the stars. And he was speaking to this critical generation that we're living in today. And everybody's like, well, God doesn't do that. Well, then how come there's a blood moon on election night next week? What is that? Like, oh, that's got a big coincidence right there. That's just, that just some kind of phenomenon that just happens sometime, You know, when you're a knucklehead, God Almighty is screaming. And God Almighty is doing signs and miracles and wonders for us the way that he did for Capernaum. And like he never did for Sodom and Gomorrah. And if we do not own the impact of these things, it'll be worse for us than it was for Sodom and Gomorrah. How many hoops can King Jesus jump through and say, don't be hopeless, don't give in, don't bow your knee to that crown, bow your knee to this crown? And God Almighty is doing such amazing things and such incredible things. Um, years and years and years ago, uh, the Spirit of the Lord, um, well, when I first got saved, um, I, I, it was a very radical entrance into the kingdom, and I was a very young man, and uh, I've had a very radical walk with God and I've got to see some amazing things and we've got to rescue more than 10,000 boys and girls out of sexual slavery and orphans. And we've, you know, we built a church and, and we've been in 56 nations, literally been before kings and prime ministers. And I'm from Johnson County, Texas. I'm, I'm from Joshua, Texas. We don't even say it right. We don't even say Joshua. And which is not very far from Rye Vista that you guys would say Rio Vista, Right. <laughs> I mean, we don't know how to talk out there and, and, and we like that. And you know, man, we, the Lord has done amazing things and, and he's done incredible things. And I want to tell you, there's, there's two things. One, number one, I would have fainted had I not believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I've lived in a constant awareness of hope and like, I have to keep my hope meter pegged, 24 hours a day and friends the body of jesus has not been very good at giving people hope we've been good at giving people rules we've been good at giving people all kinds of things programs self help all kinds of things but we have not been good at giving people hope and and what's real is we're not going to make it anymore and the reason why we haven't been good at giving people hope is because the church has been a bunch of big fat babies that have been all about our comfort level and we have not been we have not been about taking on hell with a water pistol for the sake of other people We'd be like, well, we got to be safe. We got to be safe. Well, I don't know. I don't even know that you can be saved and be saved. Like what? Jesus says, I send you out as lambs among wolves. He didn't say, I send you out into pristine environments and thou shalt wear a hazmat suit and be surrounded with extra toilet paper in case, in case we ever run out again. You know, I, we, we have been in so many leprosy colonies, Leon and I, and our teams, we have 13 different leprosy villages that we've had for more than 20 years, over 600 people that we take care of with leprosy in India. And uh, I want to tell you, I have spent so much time in leprosy colonies and spent so many untold numbers of hours hugging people and loving people with leprosy that every time I get up and play my guitar, if my leg goes a little bit numb, I go, uh-oh. I don't know if any of y'all have ever wondered, dang, I hope I don't have a leprosy. <laughs> but it's like, well, I ain't living like that. Well, then you go live a safe life that's full of insignificance and hopelessness, or you can take on hell with a water pistol and say, you know what? I'm not playing it safe. I'm not here to be safe. I'm here to be the hands and feet of King Jesus. And I'm going to go after God and I want, to have, I want to be full of the zeal of the Lord and I want, I want people to watch me burn for Jesus. I want to make a difference. I want to make a lasting impact and I got to hear God speak. And that's the other thing that's kept me going throughout the years is seeking the Lord and hearing a word from God and knowing, okay, you know what? I got a word from the Lord, man. I got a word from God. And it might not make sense to anybody else, but it makes sense to me. And I got this crazy thing going on between me and King Jesus, the way that me and Leanna got this crazy thing. Like I can tell right now, if I say something Leanna doesn't approve of, I'll know it. None of y'all will know it, but I'll know it. And we've been married a long time. and We've been together for a long, long, long time. And if she's super happy with me, I know it. And there's things going on between me and Leanna all the time that because of our intimacy, it only belongs to us. Do you know that God is speaking to you in a way that he doesn't speak to me? And the Lord God Almighty will meet you in places that he doesn't meet me. And he will talk to you about things that he doesn't talk to me about. Do you know that? You know, here's, here's how you know it's fake. If everybody looks the same, acts the same, hears the same, says the same, has the same haircuts, wear the same clothes, that's when you know it's totally fake. You know, when it's real, man, there's diversity and there's authenticity and people are genuine and people have a different spin on things and those things should be appreciated within the body of King Jesus. Amen. So I began, to seek, I began to seek the Lord in a radical way at the beginning of the year. When I was a very young man, I would fast for 10 days. I would have billions of fat cells crying out at one time. Make it stop, Troy. You must find barbecue. <laughs> and um, But I would seek the Lord, and God would be so faithful to speak. And friends, I want to tell you, if you will seek him in a radical way, you will find him in a radical way. Seek him in a radical way. I double dog dare you. Man, you guys got an authentic desert here where you can go out and just get stupid. <laughs> I'm talking about next level stupid for Jesus. I mean, you can, you can do it. Like, well, no, I, I don't know that it's, I, don't, I don't know. I just don't feel very safe. Take a pistol with you. <laughs> That's what I do. I take a pistol and I take a Bible and I take off. <laughs> Amen. Like, well, I don't feel good carrying a gun. Well, what I say to that? But I'm, I'm loading up. I'm loading up for bear everywhere I go. So, with all that said, I was out and I was seeking the Lord and I was uh, crying out to God and I began to find out that every single year at the beginning of the year, that God Almighty would speak to me in a radical way concerning the year to come because God likes to speak to me in in time. I don't know why. That the Lord has chosen to talk to me about the timing of things. If you were here on the first uh, at the first session where I was talking about bringing redemption into your time frames, the physics of time and how the supernatural reality of time and the practical reality of time actually blend together. Time, space, and matter. And God has always wanted to talk to me about timing. By the way, hey, Ladybug, don't you be shamed over that. Amen. We bless you and we call you blessed. And that's my Amen corner. Leaving the building right there. There he goes. (laughs) I love that guy. Yeah, I love you. Thank you. You know what? You're making that look easy. Thank you so much. Hey, can I tell you, man, you, you need to learn not to shame people when there's stuff going on with them and bless them and think it's funny. Hey, Amen. That woman was doing everything that she could do. She's like, all right, this ain't going to work. I got to go. You need to celebrate her for all that kind of stuff. Amen. So, and plus, I like that kid. He's bad. I love kids that will scream and holler and raise all kinds of cane. All my kids all over the world are the worst kids you ever saw in your life. I just love them. (laughs) Look at at them. They're like, yeah, they are. (laughs) So... I began to seek the Lord, and he began to talk to me. And then years and years later, as I began to understand the Hebrew elements of things, and, you know, I'm a Gentile, I'm a sixth-generation Texan, I'm a 16th-generation American. Uh, I did the the 23andMe, and I just knew it was going to spike, I'm a secret Jew, you know? I knew that. The only Jew I got in me is Jesus. Like, you know, I was hoping there'd be some in there, you know? And I've been all over the world. I would just like to see my DNA and just see, hey, look, I got people from every single nation on the planet Earth, man. I like, them. no, no, that's not that's not what I saw. I was very disappointed. I had like nothing but a bunch of silly Norwegians and French people, for God's sake. <laughs> it's like, like, throw that out trash, man. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Wasn't anything really cool, and so I, I was like, well, (laughs) I started studying the Hebrew and started learning the Hebrew calendar that in the Gregorian calendar, which has a sun as a prophetic marker. And any time that God Almighty speaks to the sun, God is speaking through the nations. Any time that God speaks to the moon, God is speaking to his covenant people. And any time that God is speaking through the stars, he is speaking to his children of inheritance. The sun and the moon and the stars is a lot like three different platforms like, you know, Twitter and YouTube and Facebook right? When all three of them are saying the same exact thing, it's, it's the voice of many sounding rushing waters. It's like, it's like when you come here and you hear pastor Ben say something and then you walk out and then you hear somebody else say it and you drive down the road and it's on a billboard. And then the numbers on the license plate in front of you are saying the same thing. And there's like, what is it? It's the sound of many rushing waters because Psalms 29 says the voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The voice of the Lord is upon the many waters, right? And sometimes it's one stream and sometimes it's a waterfall from multiple streams. And um, when I went from, I began to seek the Lord concerning the the, the biblical and the kingdom understanding of the numbers that were involved. And then what was God saying concerning the year to come? And then when I began to overlay the Hebrew calendar over it which is a lunar calendar which is a 28 which has a 28 day cycle just like a woman that's why the that's why the moon is always seen as feminine and the sun is always seen as masculine because the moon has a 28 day cycle women have a 28 day cycle the 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 number 28 represents times and seasons In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, there are 28 of those times and seasons listed, and it begins with a time to be born, and it ends with a time of peace, and the Bible says in Psalms 37, 37, mark the perfect and the upright man, for his end shall be peace. That's not a metaphorical calendar. It's a real calendar. It begins in the right place, and it ends at the right place, and if you can figure out where you're at in any different part of your life, you can see what the next season is that's coming. It's a supernatural calendar. Solomon Solomon gave us that. And so I was looking at the, how these two things overlay, and I began to look at, okay, like this year, I begin, um, you know, we're in the year 20, we're moving into the year 2023. We have just moved into, right after Rosh Hashanah, we have moved into the year 5783 on the Hebrew calendar, right? 5783. So 57 and 83, If you add up five plus seven plus eight plus three, it equals 23, and it's 23 on the Gregorian calendar. The two two actually go together if you have an eye to see it, right? But one is a word to the Gentiles, and the other one is a word to God's covenant people. So it's very important that you and I know how to navigate and how to operate as God's kingdom people in the midst of the nations of this world. And the Lord tells us how to do that, actually by the by the calendar. Hebrews one says, "God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spoke." In other words, God speaks in different times, in different ways. And I spoke on that at the at the first conference that we had, had here this week. So, if I look at the number fifty seven eighty three, and if I'm going to look up, and if I'm actually going to, you know the. The Bible says in Proverbs, it says, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out the matter. The honor of kings is to search out the matter. Um, Like you got to search it out. You, You have to be willing to consecrate your lives to these kinds of things and dedicate your life to a life of contemplation. Now, a lot of people uh, they read my books, and I'm in theological seminaries and all this stuff, and they think I'm a 50 pound head, and then they find me and they go, "Like he's like a drunken hillbilly. He ain't no 50 pound head." Like people are really disappointed when they meet me, because I'm passionate and I love Jesus and I love people and I love doing crazy things and I love all that kind of stuff. But the, but I want to tell you guys, the Bible says in Ephesians that we have to be, we have to operate in a spirit of wisdom and revelation. And what's sad is our non charismatic friends are all about wisdom, but they have no revelation. And all of our charismatic friends are all about revelation, but they have no wisdom. And it's like, you got to know how to operate in the two of those things. And so the Lord has literally brought me. He's been bringing me into a place in my 35 year journey of walking with King Jesus, of literally living life in a supernatural life in a very practical way, both at the same exact time, and the calendars show me that. I could, if we talk about 5793, I can tell you in the next four minutes that I have that. Do um, yeah. Does it? <laughs> We're going to make all these people mad. They're going to be like, parking lot at that Vita church, just like Walmart. Get out there. i never seen so much spandex in my life. People running amok. Thought a big bag of biscuits was going to bust. Walmart, King Jesus. I call that the Temple of Doom is what I call it. I tell, it, I tell everybody, stay out of the Walmart parking lot today. Just, Just hang on to the word of God. Just hang on to it. Texas, Walmart's a violent place. So 83, so guys, if we're going to look at numbers, if we're going to actually look at numbers like a 57, 83, five is a number that represents grace. Seven is a number that represents perfection of spirit or the manifest presence of the spirit of God It's the most prolific number in all the Bible. Uh, eight is a number that represents new beginnings, right? And then three is a number that represents perfect completion or the whole enchilada, right? On both the Gregorian calendar and also on the Hebrew calendar, it's the third. It's the third year. And if I could speak into that and just tell you just the pictures or the prophetic pictures that God Almighty has placed within the word of God of the number three looks like this. It looks like outer court, inner court, most holy place. It looks like 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. looks like Saul, David, Solomon. looks like faith, Hope, love. It looks like Egypt, the wilderness, the promised land, right? Uh, it looks like the sun, the moon, the stars, right? It looks like past, present, future, right? It looks like uh, Peter, James, and John. It looks like that. Like, okay, so, you know, Peter's one level. James is another level. John is another level. 30-fold, 100. It's very important that you press in, in this year, into the things that God Almighty told you to press into because you don't know what's coming. And you have a very real opportunity and a grace by the Spirit of the Lord to enter into that third place, to get out of the wilderness. You know, guys, we're, we're so content on, li- on living in the wilderness. And um, the wilderness is not the place that you go to whenever whenever you're in trouble. The Bible says that God Almighty spoke how pleased he was with his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and immediately the Spirit led him into the wilderness, It's not the place you go to whenever you're in trouble, but nobody escapes the wilderness and you have to pass the test of the wilderness. The, The test of the wilderness is that you are completely dependent upon the presence of the Lord. Cloud by day, the fire by night. That's how it works. You live by the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Jesus said that in the wilderness. And if you don't learn the lessons of the wilderness when you get into the promised land, a trap door will fall out from under you, and you will end back up in, in into the wilderness. Because you have a freedom in the wilderness that you do um, in the promised land that you do not have. Um, in the wilderness and you must learn the lessons of the wilderness and it can never leave you ever, 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 ever. So we have to, the Lord is inviting us into some third stage places. I have a ranch that's called third stage, third stage ranch. And it's all about, to me, it's all about that third place of man, most people die in first stage. The huge majority of people after that die in second stage and never see the third stage. Friends, I want to just tell you, man, you got to press in this year. And it's not because it's going to be easier than it's ever been. It's going to be harder this year than it's been in years past. And here's what I want to say Suck it up, buttercup. Get rid of your safe spaces. Quit, quit singing, you know, whatever terrible song, you know. Uh, you know, we, we I was talking about Darren Stott and and him doing that silly sermon he just did, which was so impactful to me. Talking about East Coast West Coast wars. Everybody on the East Coast is mean. They got mean God, right? Hey, he's mean, and he, you know, he's mean, and and he's rough. And he's you know, angry God. Everybody on the West Coast is you know, Abba Daddy. I want to sit in your lap, and you know that. And it's like, both of those just make me want to projectile vomit. Both of them do. It's like, I don't want nothing to do with either one of those things. I want to walk in the goodness of the Lord. I want to know King Jesus. I want to know him. I, I want to love him. I also want to fear him. I also want to know what to take seriously. And I want God Almighty to be able to trust me with some things. I don't want to be on some kind of holy Prozac. I want to be full of the Holy Spirit and I want to be a warrior and I want to walk with God in an amazing way and I want to make an an incredible difference. I want to tell you guys, fight for that third place, for that highest promise this year. And you're going to want to back off. Don't back off. Don't back off. Don't shut down. Don't freak out. Don't back up. Don't sit in a room rocking back and forth. It's so important to hell that you are demoralized. It is so important to the strategy of hell that you are demoralized. Live in defiant, rebellious joy. I, I've, I've learned that joy and hope can just be a constant act of rebellion against this world. And I like that. I like really anything that's a little bit rebellious. Right? <laughs> yeah, and this is the old version of me. Y'all should have known me when I was young, right? Um, there's there's two things that I, I I I will close on these scriptures and say this to you. If you do the research on number 83, all the way through the word of God. And again, guys, we're in the decade of the pay. We're in the decade of the eighties. We're in the decade of the pay, which, which is a symbol of a mouth. The pay is the letter that represents the number 80 in the Hebrew alphabet. They don't have one, two, three, four. They have A, B, C, D, right? It's a lot like Roman numerals, or as my kids used to say, Roman noodles, Raymond noodles, right? <laughs> Look, Daddy's Raymond noodles. It's, it's like seeing on the clock bank. Look, Daddy, it's Raymond noodles. Um, we don't do that. You know, they don't do that uh, for us on the Western side of the world. We do one angle, two angles, three angles, four, right? If you count all the angles on it. There's four angles. How many angles is this? It's zero right? So seven with the hashtag actually has seven angles on it, right? So they invented the numeral system out of how many angles are on it so that you can look on it and you know what it is that it represents. Well, the Hebrews are like, dude, we ain't going to fool with that. We've already got an A, B, C, and D. That'll be good enough. We'll make the A1, the 2, the B2, and so on. And it'll get to 10. And then we'll go 10, 20, 30, 40. And then it'll get to 100. And then it'll go 100, 200, 300. And then the 22nd letter in the Hebrew alphabet represents the number 400. So what that means is, is that every single word in the Bible is also a number. That's what it? say. It's like like the name Jesus is the number 888. The name Christ is the number 555, right on. We can go through all those kinds of things. The name John the Baptist is 2222. Right, He's a perfect witness, hallelujah. And so if you go, whenever you look at these numbers and you look at those things, you begin to recognize, okay, there's a prophetic significance or a prophetic declaration that goes with those numbers. 83, I wanna give you a couple of examples of 83 here real quick. Let me get my glasses on here. And, uh, guys, the Bible says in Exodus, and it's a 7-7 seven, seven verse, so that means it's a, it's a verse for the church. 77 is a verse for, 77 is a number that represents the church. The word church is in the Bible exactly 77 times. The term house of God is in the Bible exactly 77 times. Guys, if you go to Matthew chapter 1, and it starts off with... Adam, and then it goes from Adam, and it goes all the way to King Jesus. Jesus is the 77th from Adam, and then the church was born. Tonight, whenever we do our star party, I'm going to show you that the star that is in the heart of Leo the lion, which represents the lion of the tribe of Judah, that, I'm going to go off the name of that, I'm going to show it to you, I'm going to show you, but it's 77 light years away. So what's in the heart of Jesus whenever he comes back? You and I are. Why are you here, Lord Jesus? So that where I am, you can also be. Before that was written in the Bible, it was written in the heavens because the author is the same. Amen. I'm going to show you, you're, you're going to be blown away how that the Bible is in all 88 constellations within the heavens. And it's going to totally blow your mind. Like, whoa. It, not only do the constellations say it, but the names of the stars say it. And then the light years away also say it. It's absolutely stupid, cool stuff. Okay, so um, I can tell you that Exodus 7, 7 says Moses was was 80 years old and Aaron was 83 when they begin to speak to Pharaoh. This is a year for the priesthood in you to rise up and the prophetic anointing to rise up and speak to that thing that has demoralized you and enslaved you and say, you're not going to hold me here anymore. You are going to let my people go, you're going to let my house go, you're going to let my kids go, you don't own me, in fact, just go to hell, go directly to hell, do not pass go, do not collect $200, I'm done with you, you are toast, and I ain't playing with you, in the decade of the pay or the mouth, we have to line up our mouth with them, in this third year, we're going to press into the promises of God, and it also happens to be with the 83, the Aaron or the priesthood was 83 when he began to speak to Pharaoh. Um, here's the very last thing that I, that I have to show you with this. There's actually, there's actually two things. Number one is the 83rd verse of the Old Testament. The 83rd verse of the Old Testament compared to the 83rd verse of the New Testament are so significant to me. The 83rd verse of the Old Testament is Genesis 4.3. And this is what it says. In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. In the process of time... That means when Cain got around to it, when Cain got around to it, he brought what he wanted to bring, and he told God, "I demand you get with my program." And it didn't work for him, guys. Fire! fire by the way, we don't say fire in Texas. Fire. Thank you. I'm holding on to that. I get hate mail all over the world. You, you hear Billy? Like, no, 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 no. I'm keeping fire. Promise you, keeping it. I ain't, I ain't giving that up to Austin, Texas. Tell you that. So, awesome. Oh, so, like, okay. So, like, in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering to the fruit of the ground of the Lord. When the holy fire fell upon the sacrifice, it fell upon Abel's and it didn't fall upon him's. That's how he knew if God was pleased with it or not, right? He says, "What happened?" His God's like, "I'm not getting with your program. You're here to get with my program." I want you to compare that to the 83rd verse of the New Testament. It's Matthew four nineteen, And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. That's the 83rd verse of the New Testament. I want you to look at the incredible difference between the 83rd verse of the Old Testament and the 83rd verse of the New Testament. In the Old Testament, Cain is demanding God get with his program. In the New Testament, in the 83rd verse, Jesus is demanding you get with his program. The last, the very last thing, and I I hope that you can receive a word out of that and go, uh, I'm lining up on the right side of the cross of this. I'm going to get with his program this year more than ever before, which means there's a grace for you for that. Um, There are 88 constellations within the heavens and they're all numbered. And the 83rd is Ursa Major, the 83rd. Now you and I know Ursa Major as the Big Dipper. And the Big Dipper is a really cool constellation. And I, I love Big Dipper, and there's a whole bunch of things I'll talk to you about it tonight. But Big Dipper is the seven stars. And the seven stars of the Big Dipper have this job. And the job of the Big Dipper is to point to Polaris. Polaris is the northern star. So you guys know the Northern Star, right? And I'm going to show it to you tonight. After we get through with our star party, we're going to go out here in the parking lot. And I was out here, even in the midst of the light pollution, you can still see some things. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'll bring my laser pointer and point some fun things out after we do all this and see if we can avoid the 747s that are flying by so that we don't all go to prison. Hallelujah. <laughs> so so anyway, the job, the job of the seven stars that Jesus holds in his hand is to point to the throne that everything circles. Polaris represents the throne of Jesus. All the stars in the heavens circle it, saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and who is and who is yet to come. The thing about Polaris is that if you find the North Star, you're never lost again, the throne of Jesus, right? It is the 50th brightest star in the heavens. It's not the first, not the second, it's the 50th like what's not very bright no it's not uh very comely as jesus like you have to have the church to point him out and here's the deal about 50 50 means you're set free if you can find him jubilee and it's the 50th brightest star in the heavens guys this this is the 83rd constellation it's the 83rd constellation within the heavens. And I can tell you this, that God Almighty is to, is telling the church, the seven stars, the seven churches that's found in Revelation chapter two and Revelation chapter three. Man, you need to be my church and you need to point people to me. Friends, we don't have anything else to offer, but Jesus, 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 Jesus. Friends, I wanna invite you to come out tonight to the star party. All of it funds um, our efforts against sexual trafficking. It is a ticketed event. And it's a pretty expensive ticket. And please don't be mad at me over that. Uh, We are responsible for literally raising millions of dollars a year for taking care of all these kids, and we're just a bunch of yahoos. And uh, this is one of the creative ways that we actually do this. Uh, I want to tell you, and I'll close on this. um, Last week, we rescued a little girl in Acuna, Mexico. And this little girl that's 12 years old, all she needs is Jesus, and she needs for the church to be the church right? She doesn't need a program. Uh, She doesn't need any of those things. She needs us to be the church. I want to show you a picture of this little girl that we rescued last week. That's a picture of her. Can I show you the first picture? You guys mind showing us the first picture? That's her the moment we rescued her, okay? She's 12. She's a 12-year-old little girl, and then this is what she looked like just a couple of days after we rescued her. that's her right there, This is the job of the church, to point people to Jesus, to set them free.